morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Connect Church. We love you guys so much. <laughs> so thank we were just singing Let Everything Else Fade Away and I know we're Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna um, have some worship today of a different song. Yeah. And we were just singing this, we were praying, we were doing all the things and I just felt like we're just going to change the song. So we never sang the song. No. So Jake and I are just going to sing the little refrain of it. But it truly encompasses and encapsulates just where I think that God has all of us. Yep. Let everything else just fade away. There's Let so heaven many, rush in. Yeah, there's so many other things, right? In our, in uh, our, There's so many other things pulling on us right now. And yeah. um, we're going to talk about some of that just as in overall today. Yeah. Because uh, I think we're just, I think so many of us are just in that spiritual fatigue. Um, and, and, For sure. and, you know, Jesus is, uh, the great refresher, the Holy Spirit, uh, like you're going to, like we're going to sing pours out. So, um, so church, you're in the right place today. If you, if you can, if you need Jesus, if you uh, need refreshment, if you are feeling fatigued, uh, at all, if you have just been like, I'm done, uh, with this, um, all man, of it. with all, you're in the, you're, you're in the right all place. Um, and so, and, and just to, uh, to encourage you a little bit more in the natural, uh, we've got a really, really huge announcement next week uh, that we're going to make. So you're not going to want to miss next Sunday. Uh, and I would make sure that I would be right on at 11. Uh, just exciting, some exciting news. And I, I love, we have exciting news every week. Yesterday, you know, for, for many people you, uh, who, may, who are familiar, come to Connect, they know we do Thy Kingdom Come, the food truck, yes. which is in partnership with... Carson Wentz's A01 Foundation, and we love Carson and Maddie, and so awesome in what they give. Um, we uh, we did a run yesterday, yes. and it's like not only do we give away like so many hundreds of uh, meals get right. fed, people get fed through the meals, but we we saw 13 people. Uh, come to know Jesus yesterday, uh, yes. just in sharing the even gospel. With, even with adapting how we are able to interact with people right now, it's incredible. God still showed himself to people. He still revealed himself to people. So Pesterick was saying too, like just it, it, um, it, the gospel. He said, I've never felt like it was um, more easy to share the gospel than yeah. it is right now, that people are so receptive. And I think we think it's the other way around. Right, I think right. we're thinking that, yeah. you know, people are, you know, kind of walking away from faith or walking away from God, walking away from church in the, in the midst of all this. And yet there's this hunger. Mm-hmm. There's this hunger inside of people. Yeah truth yeah for truth and I think love. for um for hope real hope yep because i think the hope that we sometimes try to stir in ourselves it has a beginning a middle and an end and i think Absolutely. that everybody's kind of tapped out all of the all of the um wells that we have yes, correct. that hold human hope in them yeah i you know I, I i you and i had hope this week just uh with the verdict um in the derek chauvin uh case and no matter where people are uh, I, I, there was a, there seemed to be this corporate breath, uh, in our country, um, as, as we just saw, uh, accountability happen and, and it's one step towards, um, seeing justice for all. Uh, and I, you know, for us, for D and I, that is a gigantic, um, hope and yes. prayer in our lives is that for everyone, yeah. for for white and brown and black, uh, for for Asian, Hispanic, for uh, all, for ever rich, for poor, for educated, not educated, we 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 our our desire is the same as God's desire that justice may run like a river, uh, like His righteousness, like a never-ending stream, and uh, that means all the way around. We're but we believe that we're believing that. Mm-hmm. So, 
So again, if this is one of your first times with us, if you found us through uh, the Kingdom Crumb Food Truck, we want to welcome you. My name's Danielle. This is Kyle. Hi, guys. And we get to lead a beautiful church uh, to the Word of God every week. Yeah, we do. Uh, into the heart of discipleship, and that's what we're going to do this morning. Um, so if you want to get to know a little bit more about us, there's a link there on whatever platform that you're watching, and you can get to know a little bit about who we are and what we are. But this morning, we really want to focus in on... Um, just, I, I felt very strongly this morning that we were to not just be anointed, like ask yeah. the Holy Spirit to anoint us, but for you to truly have the presence of the power of God wherever you happen to Absolutely. be, uh, that it just translates that because it, that anointing is carried on His Word. Yes, um, So the Word is going forth this morning, and I think that the Holy Spirit has great intention to minister to fatigue, so... This morning Amen. we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna worship. When we we had a different plan, and so yeah. we still have you and Jake switch. Uh, yeah, guys, you know, just as Jakey's coming, you know, the Bible says that the anointing is like the oil that runs down Aaron's beard, the high priest beard, and falls mm -hmm. onto his body. And you know, it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't mandate we have to be in the same room. You know, I uh, D and I are firm believers that the Holy Spirit will is moving and wants to move and wants to fall off Jesus's beard, the high priest beard, onto you. Whether you are in your living room today, whether you're watching us still in bed, whether you're in a hotel room, a hospital room today, whether you are listening to this, uh, driving in your car, our God is a supernatural God. He is not bound by time and space. He wants to come and uh, embrace you today and embrace you with his Holy Spirit um, and see the Spirit's fruit and gifts come into your life today in fullness and in truth. So that's what we're just going to believe for today. Jake, I heard you typing. Did you actually get the words in? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. No, so we had other words prepared, <laughs> like we said, because we were going to do another song. But I just really feel like it's it's really less about anything other than just preparing our spirits this morning. Yeah. So that's why I have I have my words here. I don't know if you need them. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally two lines, but um, yeah, when, you know, this is it. So again, church, the words are, let everything else just fade away and let heaven rush in and fill this place. Yeah. Let everything else just fade away. Let everything else just fade away. Let heaven rush in and fill this place. Let everything else just fade to grasp 
your presence, the strength of who you are in all of the absences that we have known. And I pray, Father, that we experience the power of heaven and the purposes of heaven today after this morning, Lord, maybe even more than we have been up until today because of so much fatigue and weariness, God. And I pray that you would anoint um, my lips and Kyle's lips, that we would bring the word of God to everyone who would hear today. That it wouldn't just be a message of hope, but that it would be a message of um, investigation, that we can look within ourselves with you and we can have your word illuminate all of the shadow places in us today in your name. We entrust this morning to you. Amen. Amen. Babe, I, I don't know if I don't I, I don't know what happened out there, but the environment in here changed the second you guys started singing. Like it is, it's palpable right now. I pray that it's palpable in your life right now. The Holy Spirit is real. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us. And babe, we believe that that is a key to tra- the transformation of spiritual fatigue. I mean, I've been so fatigued. You know it. I, I, I'm, and you, I, I know you're fatigued. That I'm fatigued. No, I um, mean, you know, you know why it actually that might actually be a little true is because you normally don't experience that. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Na- true. You know, different people's personalities roll with things differently, and so when you see someone who is usually tigger, t- <laughs> tigger, true, and all that that means, um, you remember that that this life can exhaust all of mm. us and it's something that keeps coming up amongst all of the ladies and shoulder to shoulder for the last three weeks and yeah. different versions of it but we're all experiencing it um, we all carry it we're all seeing it and um, it, it's gone far beyond uh, the exhaustion that like a pandemic brought the, correct, because correct, I think correct. That, I think that um, the pandemic the racialized crisis that we're real we're living in the middle of I think all of those things have just pulled away um, the comforts that we've Absolutely. been able to live, maybe distracted by. Yeah, it's um, laid it bare. It's yeah, laid it so it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like because yeah. it's been elongated. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no external um, feeders. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's nothing else feeding. Yeah. So yeah. who we really are is laid bare. And um, we're gonna we're gonna read this morning Galatians six seven through nine. But Kyle and I've been talking a lot about this, and you know that if you've been with us now for some time. We've been talking about um, the the concept of cumulative weariness yep. plus compounded grief. So cumulative weariness plus compounded grief that equates to soul exhaustion. Yes. Right. So our soul, it, how we feel about things, what we think about things, and what we want for things, what we want better, what we want different, yes. what we want change, what we, all of those things fatigue our soul and and to the point where it's just they're just exhausted and uh, I think that what I have picked up on is that that soul exhaustion that's a result of that cumulative weariness and that compounded grief has started to do a dangerous migration into spiritual fatigue yes and so it's something that we have continually talked about and how does that happen And, and it's not just Maybe people who don't know Jesus yet. It's I'm talking about believers. Oh, I'm talking about 100%. people that just try to live this life right. They try to follow Jesus. Absolutely. They read the Word. You know that their their lives are about the things of God, and yet there is this spiritual fatigue. And we've been talking so much about what does the Word tell us 
about what might be off because I know in my mind that there is enough of Jesus. Yes. But when I have my situation and there's not enough of even me, I see that there's a disconnect. So I look to the word to figure out what is he saying about that, maybe even something that I'm missing. And this morning yep. I want to read um, in Galatians 6, verse 7 and nine, cause, seven through 9, because this is where I started when I was asking God about it. And it says this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, which we all feel like is right about now, yeah, exactly. uh, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If you read another translation, which is, I was reading this, I believe in the NLT, that caught my attention. Um, that verse 9 says, So let us not get tired. Yeah of doing what is good. And whenever you have a so, you know that God is pointing you to the sentence before. That's right. So what I just said is going to make it possible so that you don't become weary in doing good. And that was where I started because I said, you know, um, I think I, I sometimes, my questions with God sometimes don't, Get, get deep and get messy when I'm talking to him about like lovers of Christ. Like mm. I was just saying, I'm like, okay, well, this is happening to us as lovers of Christ. How right. is this happening? Like, it's, are you not who you say you are? Mm. We have to be willing. Like if, when those things run through your mind, you, you don't need to just clean it, clean up. it up. You need yeah. to actually look at that and to address it because I think what has happened is is that when we think the word says something that it doesn't, we make a pseudo version of God. Yes. And that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we honor. That's the God that we sow into. And then when that God fractures and falters under that theology of who yes. we have said he is, we get rightfully offended. And sometimes if we're not, if we, we're too convicted to say we're offended with God, if we yeah. know too much to say, like, right, right, exactly, he's exactly. perfect, we get yeah. then offended with the outworkings of it here in the natural. And so I wanted to look into, like, so where am I, where is my starting point that's wrong, right? So, but can I just say yeah. something? One other thing. I think what you just said is so powerful because you say it all the time. But I think a lot of times as maturing Christians, we are much more spiritual janitors than we are spiritual excavators. You know, like we, we want to clean up. Like when we when we when, when we say this stuff, we clean Absolutely. it up instead of excavating. Absolutely. You know, what does Great it mean point. and who God is? And you know, when we live yes. our whole lives as as janitors, we don't. You know, the only thing you ever find that's new is mess, mm. right? But when you find yourself as an excavator, you find you discover things that are that 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 are deeply buried. Yeah. And you've taught me so much to be an excavator. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I'd really encourage, you know, uh, dis especially disciples to be, because mm -hmm. I think at, at times with disciples, we've, we've, like you said, we've, we've solidified our theology yep. and then we just kind of, yes. kind of clean everything up that doesn't fit around it rather than really excavating. Why are we having that question? Why then, is that going on? And then when real weighted life comes in and sits on top of it, correct, it shatters. But because we feel that we have been trying to honor God. We've been trying to serve him. We've been trying to do our Correct. best in this life. 
when that moves, we have to find something else to blame because we're, we're, we are seeing ourselves as doing the right thing. And we see other people that don't do what we right, would say correct, is the right thing. Correct. I'm not living like that. I'm right. living like this. And then the, the ground is giving way. And again, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, a theology of God that we've created that isn't necessarily in the word. So, yeah. um, you know, when it said... It, it, when it said the so, so I looked back to that sentence before, and it says, whoever lives to please the Spirit. Yeah. And that's where I really think, if you are a believer, you can really find yourself tripped up. Because if I'm honest with myself, I don't really let that be my starting point. And I'll tell you why I think I have. <laughs> because it says, um, those who live to please the Spirit, Right. And, you know, by the spirit, Correct. then we'll, you know, so it's this secular. Yes, that's right. <laughs> this secular life where if I am pulling from the spirit of God and I'm living from that and then I'm putting that into other people, into the world, into yes. what's been assigned unto my life, then I will be really putting him into that life. And then I can come back to that source and feast on him. But somewhere along the line, a lot of times in our theology, we make that say, like, those who live in the name of God, those who do things to please God, those just to, like, to, to the good, do the good stuff. Yeah, do the good stuff. In the yeah. name of God. Yeah, yeah. And it, and, but this, that scripture really says, like, if you live to please the spirit of God. That's right. Not just, like, do all of the good things in his name. Because a lot of times that's what it sounds like. When that when, when we've built something on top of a God that says, um, well, if I do things for God and do good things in his name and I serve and I sacrifice in my life and, and we build it, then I'm going to, what, not be in need. Correct. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm tired, I won't be weary. We, yep. we, and, right, and that sounds so Christian. And then we put weighted life, compounded grief cumulative weariness on something that God never actually said and then that ground starts to shift because it's not the truth yes so it doesn't have roots in eternity and it starts to move and then we say what is wrong with God do right. you not see what I have done do you not see who I tried to be for you and what God is saying is is that it's great to want to please me but you have to do the things that I want you to do because that's how I call them pleasing to yes, me. Yes. Right? Because I can start my day and be exhausted by the end of it because I have been trying to bless people, Correct. do for people, do unto God through service and be exhausted. Sometimes I'm waking up exhausted. And, and, and that's what happens, right? Yeah, the cumulativeness so, of it all. You to wake up exhausted. And there, I've been realizing that like there's so many things that I have been assuming yeah. were assigned to my day to tend to and to take care of that were never from the, the Spirit. The spirit. Yeah. That he never actually brought that clarification to. So there's plenty of need, there's plenty of need right? Correct. There's, there's never going to not be an ache. Correct. And, but there's so much of you in any given day and in any given season. And sometimes we could think, but yeah, but there, you don't understand. There's things that need my attention. Like I can't not tend to this, absolutely. But I bet you there are other things that you have been sowing into That's right. with a silent expectation that this thing is going to bless me one day because I'm blessing it right now. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. As if, 
and I've, we've been talking a lot about that because then what what happens is, is that we are find ourselves in the wilderness. Yes. This has been been a wilderness Correct. season for everyone for one reason or another. Correct. And we start thinking, oh yeah, I, I have read about that promised land. Yeah, that's that right. That's milk right. and honey thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it becomes almost like a joke because we expect it now because I'm tired now yeah. because I have need now, now yeah. because everything is giving way now. Yep. And. God is saying that I do have that, but what I have for you now is to please my spirit. Yes. So that there is enough of me for you to give away. So I have this. Yeah, we are, and I know you do, before you get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, we're so much more formula run than relational run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where we have to be honest with ourselves. A lot of times yes. we are very much more yes. formula run. Um, and we were just talked about this in in Forged about how Peter says to crave pure pure spiritual milk. There's things we got to lay mm-hmm. aside. Pure crave pure spiritual milk. And there's things that you there's nutrients and life and things that bring health to a baby that only come through breast milk. Yes. That you can't replicate even with modern science in in, in formula. Right. right. Um, and I think that's that that picture's the same with us. I think we we have formulized a Christian life. We have. I, I've formalized a Christian life many times. Yeah. I've formalized a good a good life, a great life, based on the word, based off my understanding of it. Sacrificial life. Sacrificial life, loving yeah. life, kind life. All those things are godly. It's not it's not right. ungodliness, right? And that's where it comes back to. But it's it, it, it hasn't come from the daily feeding from the Spirit of God mm-hmm. that says, this is how I want you to express that life today. So the, the principles of the life aren't wrong. Mm-hmm. It's how to express those principles many times mm-hmm. in, in my life, or the priority of it, or the focus of it, or the, the direction of it. Right. And I, I have created the formula, right, the, 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 the right car, but I'm still driving it. Instead yes. of, you know, so, yeah. and that's where... I think that um, we've... We've talked a lot about this before as far as like we're, we think we're clear on something, but it's always this fatigue, the mm-hmm, fatigue mm-hmm. that we're all facing right now that right. shows that, oh my goodness, something so elementary as I think I've been sowing into God and I have been, what I've really been doing is making deposits, yes. not giving gifts. Yes, correct. Because if you're making deposits. Then there's an expectation of back. One day I'm going to uh-huh. get from this and God yeah. says you will. You just can't tell me when you're going to be Correct. entering the promised land. Correct. And then we try to make that on our own. But um, so this is a honeypot, uh, and so God is. I have. I love honeypots. I have two of them, and I don't know why, because <laughs> I just love them. And um, if you think about this, I'm not a potter. So for those who are potters, I apologize. Shout out to you guys. At some point, there is going to be a breakdown in this analogy. <laughs> um, but you know, this this clay had to be prepared and ready to go into the kiln and go into That's fire, right. right? And that kiln is life. <laughs> Yeah. Is the world that we live in, it's the everyday heat. It's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. And the one thing I've learned about um, mm. clay that was built to go into a kiln, which is with us, is that it has to be completely dry, bone dry, before it goes into that yeah, kiln. Or right. those air pockets can bubble and then Correct. the piece can explode or yeah. crack or melt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the thing is, is that when it's dried out, it looks like it's been through a time. You can look yeah, at it and be like, wow, this thing looks great, but it's not turned really into that ceramic 
this kind of thing. So you break it and it breaks. Yeah. And so then it goes into the, into the kiln and it, and it becomes this jar. And what I was thinking is, is that like that kiln is our world that we live in. It's the heat of all of the things that are on yeah. us that pressure us. And this, this jar serves as our being. Mm. All right. So this, this jar has been entrusted to us as our being. Um, and the reason that we can access the honey is because Jesus gave us access. Jesus right. is like the lid. Okay. So there was a lid. This, we had a certain, we had a certain end that would come to us right. until Jesus made it possible for us to access the internal purposes of this being, yes. which is honey. And I think the problem comes when we decide we get the, the next part mixed up. The inside, the honey that is in this jar is not what I have deposited into it for others' gain and my gain. The honey that is in this jar is the Holy Spirit. Yes. So the world that we live in is the kiln. And this jar is my being. Jesus made it possible for me to access the honey that's inside of it. But the honey is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is the person that we are to feed ourselves with and others. And this dipper, this is our service. Mm -hmm. And if we're covered in the Spirit of God, then if we are this dipper we will be able to taste and see that the Lord is yes. good. Yep. But it's not for the purpose. This purpose, the purpose of a dipper is to get honey on an end of it and put it into a teacup and mix it about. And that's, that's the purpose of our whole lives. If I was to sit here and just keep dipping it and eating it and dipping it and eating it, I would get sick. But that's what we do, church. We, we let God put us through fire and we see ourselves as this being. And then we say, fill us up, Lord. And we forget that he's filling us up so that we can sweeten the lives forever of people. It's not like, well, I've done this for so long, Lord, and do you know it's time? And it's like, but our our lives are a dipper. And the the breakdown that occurs is is this, church. So this... (laughs) That looks like something I'd make. (laughs) This, the reason, okay, so this... Is pottery gone wrong? <laughs> Again, right? what I would make. Right. And I found this at a thrift store. <laughs> and the reason that I bought it is because I was like, I felt so much for the person who tried to be the potter that I was like, I literally said to the lady checking yeah. out, I said, I'm buying this just like to unite with the person that attempted to make this <laughs> and failed miserably. And, but, but I love this because it's been teaching me so much that this did, the, the kiln was not the enemy here. Yeah. Because the kiln actually existed to do its purpose. But somewhere along the line, there was a problem with this clay. Yeah. So even if I poured all the honey in the world yes. into this, it doesn't have capacity because there's no depth. Yes. So if I poured that honey yes. in, it would just pour right out. It, did, it wouldn't matter if I had all the intentions of being that dipper and serving him. This did not have capacity because it didn't hold up in the kiln. And this is what we have to be able to recognize, yes. church, that there's not a problem with 
there's we run out of honey. Correct. And there might not even be a problem with your heart towards service. But what we have to look at is what is causing us right now to experience this kind of fatigue. Correct. This is spiritual fatigue. This is what happens when we when we stay in spiritual fatigue. And 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 babe, that's a, such a great analogy. And I want to help by bringing a, an example, personal example from the Word, yep. um, to what what Dee just explained. Because um, you know the, the the truth is that it, it doesn't matter how mature we are, um, how much calling we have on our lives, how many great works yes. we've done or miracles we've done yes. for God. We all come to this place. We all can come to this place of, uh, of, of, of spiritual fatigue. And I know it's hit me multiple times during this pandemic, right? I mean, it just kind of, I've, I've come down to ground zero and been like, I'm done, you yeah. know, I'm done with this. Um, and it, it has, it has total effect. Um, and so, uh, you know, if, since you have your Bibles already open, open to first Kings 19 and it's the story. And we love the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the story of, post Elijah's victory, Mm -hmm. right? So Elijah, the great prophet, he's done all these works for God. He just had this amazing mountaintop experience where uh, Mm -hmm. he does battle with the prophets of Baal and God shows up and basically blows off the mountaintop with fire and all the prophets of Baal are killed. And he he's like on the top Mm -hmm. of the world. And I felt like that. Like a little over a year ago, right? Right before the pandemic, I'm like, we're on the top of the world. Like we had just opened TKC, brand new building. We had we're, we had all these plans for expansion, how to yes. reach out in community, you know, how to bring people in, disciple them, transition them into the house of God. All this that we're so excited. We were like a couple of weeks just away from uh, signing contracts to build the brand new big middle section at yes. Cherry Hill. And I was on the top of the world, right? And and, and that's, how, that's how Elijah must have felt. And then bam. Right? Bam! Queen Jezebel shows up. The Queen Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. She threatens him with death. And bang, the pandemic hits. And everything else. And everything else implodes. And there's this thought, it threatens what we've worked so hard for. And... And I'd love to say that, uh, you know, Elijah is so mature that he rises to the occasion. Right. He's super Elijah. No, do you know what? Do you know what's so awesome about this is that I can see myself in this. Absolutely. Like his response, I'm like, I get it. Totally. Right? And I, that's, that's what's powerful about the Bible. When you actually can see yourself, not in the always the mountaintop victory experiences, but actually in the spiritual fatigue moments. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says this. Look, look at this in verse 3. It says, then he was afraid and he arose, you can underline that, then he was afraid and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there, underline that. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree or juniper tree and he, and he asked that he might die. God, right? This is, okay, this is in my mind. Mm-hmm. I've had enough now, Lord, right? This is a, Lord, take my life away. Mm-hmm. I'm no better than my father's. Just let me die. And I'm like, yes, Elijah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you, yeah. right? I get it. But here's what I want to say. I want to get out from under it. The truth is today that I think a lot of us can say, Elijah, bro, I'm with you. I get it. 
But our hope today is that we can actually begin to say, but I want to get out from under it. And that's the hope that we actually have if we start to identify. We can't get out from under something until we identify some of the factors that cause it in our life. And I think we can see some of the things uh, in Elijah. I know I can in my life. Maybe you can today. And start to see what are some of the signs of spiritual fatigue. um, And then how can God bring hope into those those moments? You know, I, I think... One of the very first signs of spiritual fatigue, babe, that we can see here is that a lot when we when we begin to be moved more by fear than by our faith, mm-hmm. right? Like Elijah was, he he made there was a transition, but the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. He 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 starts to run for his life because he's afraid. He's moved. He mm-hmm. he, he had a good run of faith, right? right. A, right. Yeah, I had a good run, yes. right? But then the circumstances changed, mm-hmm. and something happens in his soul. And you know what, just, just when you say that, because what you explained is literally all of our lives. Right, But correct. we always have these qualifiers. Yeah, but yeah. it's not really fear. It's just that mm-hmm. there's just, like, this opposition or Go, that opposition. Totally. We always have, like, we're always making excuses. Like, but our our, our um, experience is not quite as easy as it was in the Bible. Correct, correct, correct. Exactly, <laughs> right? exactly, like, we exactly. Always, we're always just exactly. like, yeah, but if Elijah, like, we, we have this factor. Right. And I'm like... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, no, no. That's what's so cool about this. Like, but and and the the Bible says he's afraid, right? Yeah. So he runs for his life. Yeah. You know, church, one of the things that I know is that fear is a great motivator. And it affects all of us and affects all of us differently. Yes. Um, and fear is a fatiguer because when actually when you're run by fear, even in the natural, it really it, re, it, it it's good for a short sprint, but it re, it releases adrenaline that causes massive fatigue in the long run Mm -hmm. and so many of us are because we've been running by fear i know for me uh d knows how many times i've been afraid that we're going to lose church so i'm so tempted to you know rush something or get to church back quicker than we should or i've been so at times uh, afraid to post something about the social issues in our Mm -hmm. life because people aren't going to like it and maybe you're afraid to you know to say something or or stand on something because you're going to lose a friend or a job or you you know you don't know fear causes us to 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 become fatigued in the long run and maybe maybe if I was Elijah maybe he's just a, maybe he's just tired of yet another battle mm-hmm. like because I don't know about you but right. like like here he is yes. he's like I just fought a battle cumulative I've been fighting weariness. battle right cumulative weariness <laughs> he's like I just fought another battle I don't want to fight another mm-hmm. battle and I'm tired Lord I just did all this. Yeah. And I feel like that so often. I just did all this. I was just through all this, yeah. right? And especially when it's faced with a bigger problem than you had before because now it's Jezebel, yeah. right? He wasn't afraid of Ahab, which is always fun to me. He's not afraid of the king. He's afraid of the queen. Yeah. But Jezebel in the Bible always represents loss and intimidation. Loss and intimidation. And one of the things that we fear the most is loss. And we get intimidated by it. And the enemy, he, he attacks our souls with this thought of loss. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he gets us to focus on what we could lose, yeah. what we have lost, have what lost. we're in danger of losing, yes. what we can't win, right? This battle's bigger than the last. You can't win this battle, Elisha. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says he ran for his life. Now, that word life's interesting because that Hebrew brilliant. word is not life. The Hebrew word is soul. He ran for his soul, seat of emotion. He ran to save his soul. Mm. But here's the problem. When he got to the end of his journey, the end result was he wanted to die. That's 
That's so good. That is where, when we allow our yeah. soul to lead us, and we're trying to save our feelings, save our emotions, save us, and just get us to where we think it's going to refresh us, but at the end of it, it gets us to a place where we're going to die. So he's here. One of the first signs we just have to recognize is that a lot of times we run for, to save our souls. We're, we're motivated yes. by the, these Jezebels in our life, this bigger than life, going to lose, can't win situations. And then it brings us to this place where we begin to leave behind the things that are meant to serve us and things that are meant to refresh us. Mm. Did you notice what the Bible says? The Bible says he ran to Beersheba and through Beersheba to a dry place, to a wilderness place. He ran to Beersheba and through Beersheba. When he got to Beersheba, what did he do? He left behind his servant. He left behind his servant. Mm. My friends, there are things that God has, met, has put in your life to serve you, to serve you, not, not in a way to like pick up your clothes and right. clean up around. He's talking about to serve your purpose in life, to serve holiness, to serve what Jesus, what Dee was talking about, being able to be the honey bearer in the world, to be elevate you, to, to lift up your arms when your arms get tired. Come on, you need an Aaron and a her. There are things around us. The word is a servant. Uh, uh, prayer is a servant. Uh, community, The community of faith is a servant. Faith itself is a servant. For uh, If you have a spouse, God has called you. He, they, they put a spouse in your life as a servant to help lift you up, to build you up so that you can walk in the purpose of God to help you when you're fatigued like Aaron and her right. who were there to serve Moses right. when he got fatigued because we do get fatigued there are things that are meant to serve us you're forced in discipleship groups you're shoulder to shoulder they're there to help you in those moments God has placed things in our lives but our spiritual fatigue dig will make us leave them behind and this was Elijah this is Elijah that's what I'm saying this is Elijah this so is I feel Elijah. good about my life because I've done this this is like who you want to name your child after correct right? exactly, exactly. 100% like, but I'm so grateful that because it's like it, it's it real. should allow our humility to let us own that we do this own it right because we see someone someone of such great faith and correct. such great legacy still battling the same exact thing that we, that we do. Well, we just saw all the statistics, and, and we'll, we'll have these out later on down the road, but how many people in, since the pandemic have left communities of faith? Like, they're not oh, going yeah. back. Like, baby boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials. All, like, yeah. in staggering number of percentaging because they're, they're just, they've come to this place of spiritual fatigue, and they're like, I'm just going to leave all that stuff behind. And... You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11, he who provides seed to the sower and bread for food will increase and multiply the seed he gives you. So that why? We can live a life of righteousness. Why? So that we can be generous in all things. He's saying there, I, I've pl I'm placing things in your life to serve the purpose of being holy, living righteous, being generous, extending to others. And yet when we leave our servant behind, we go to a dry place. Yeah. What's, what hits me even harder, do is, is that when you understand Bathsheba was a place where Abraham had dwelt, the father of faith had dwelt, right. and dug wells there so that he could pass down refreshment as an inheritance, and Elijah went past the wells. Yeah. 
Elijah said, I don't need the wells of faith. I don't need the wells that have been dug to increase my inheritance, to bless me and refresh me. I'm going to keep going. I don't even want to see those things, right? And when you understand that this is the place, Beersheba, where God, sp where God spoke and restored dreams, restored lives of Jacob, of Isaac, of Hagar, like in this place, it's a place of restoration, refreshment, wells of faith, wells of inheritance, all that what God does. And Elijah said, Yup, I'm out of here. I'm going to keep going. And I believe he did this. I believe without a shadow of doubt, he left this behind. Because when we get spiritually fatigued, we begin to believe that a change of our situation will remedy our fatigue. Yeah, if we right. could just change our situation, our scenario, if I could just change my, you know, yes. I just change spouses, change jobs, yes. change churches, yes. change, if I can just change something, yeah. we begin to believe that. But that is not faith speaking. That is fear leading. And I think that's the problem. When we look at Elisha here in this moment, babe, his soul, right? Yeah. His soul changed the way, changed his perspective on himself, mm -hmm. on his circumstance, yeah. and on his future. It changed his soul, changed the way that he saw himself his situation and his future, you and I see it through fear. Exactly. And that's why the Bible includes it in there because it becomes 100%. the lens with which he's running. Exactly. Through which he's running. Well, which he's running, and I believe that's why he didn't stop, and he left it all behind because it didn't line up anymore with the way that he felt. Mm. The servant didn't line up anymore with the way that he felt. Mm. The wells that the father of faith had implanted didn't line up anymore with the way that he felt. Mm. Because I, I'm, I just need to get to a place that can line up with the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel he left what would serve him behind. My friends, God has placed things in our life to serve our lives so that we can become what he died for and filled us up to be this vessel. And the problem, the deep problem that I, that I wrestle with, this is where spiritual fatigue ultimately brings you. When, when, when we've done all those things, spiritual fatigue will ultimately bring you to a place where we allow our pity parties to prophesy about us and to us. Mm. Uh, our pity parties. This is an honest, this is an honest morning. Yeah. I'm not preaching to anyone else but myself this morning. I hope that you can take the lie with me. But this is what I know. D, I am the king of pity parties. And you have time and time again said, you're having a pity party for yourself. I don't sound good in this story. No, no, no. But here's the problem. I justify. I can justify right. why I have the pity party. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you what I've done. Let me tell you who, who let me down. Let me tell you why I'm in the place that I am because all these factors and this is yeah. this and this. And I'm allowing my pity party to prophesy, prophesy. about who I am and who God, who God is and where God has me. And I'm thinking this wilderness place is exactly where God has brought me. Right. And God's saying, no, 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 you left your servant. You left the well. I'm not here. I'm there. there and, and in this prophecy, mm -hmm. we, it, it's such a sign with the, uh, of spiritual fatigue. When we get to this pity party place, man, we need to go, what the, it's, mm -hmm. we should just stop. When we start going pity party, oh, oh gosh, I am at the bottom of spiritual fatigue. I'm at the wrong party. I'm at, I'm at the wrong, <laughs> exactly. I'm at the, at the wrong I am party. at the wrong, <laughs> wrong party. And his soul gave permission 
to console him with this pity party, right? I mean, listen to it. He's like, I'm no better than my father's. Mm -hmm. I'm not any good anymore. Yeah. Nothing good's happening. Oh, I mean, Lord. no I'm, no one likes me. Yeah. No one's happy. I'm all alone. Yes. Me. I'm all alone. There's no one else. Because he keeps going. There's no yeah. one else, God. <laughs> I'm the only one here at church. I'm yeah. the only one who loves. I'm the only one who's done. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the, and, and God, like, God's got to be like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> But in it, he, 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 he's in it. And I get it. Yeah. I 100% get it. But I want to get over it. Yeah. And what we have to understand in the midst of our pity party is that this is our soul's attempt at control. Absolutely. It's our soul's attempt to For control, sure. to establish a new norm yeah. that lines up with the way that we feel. The way that we feel. And you know what else it does? It lines up with the God, that the pseudo-God. The pseudo-God that, that we have we to create because of the, exactly. we have to create because, remember, it was like, well, like you said, well, he didn't say that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And, like, he can still be found in the lack. And we're saying, Correct. like, well, this lack is clearly not God. Correct. My cup's right? not overflowing. <laughs> exactly. Right? God is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. I, 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 should, I shall not want what I'm wanting. Yeah. My cup's not overflowing. Yeah. I have an enemy. All this stuff that we, that we have created this pseudo reality of who God is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, Jesus, when Jesus found himself in a similar situation, we have, we have to recognize Jesus found himself in a similar situation in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. yeah. But here's the difference. He was led there by the spirit. He, right. Elijah fled there by the soul. Yes. Jesus was That's led right. there by the spirit. Right. When you are led by the spirit, you'll be fed by the spirit. But when you when you fled and were not led, you will not be fed. Come on, somebody, that's good old that's good old pastor <laughs> speak right there. Hallelujah! That, that, that is that's Instagrammable. Hallelujah! <laughs> no, but it's just true, right? Jesus is led by the Spirit. We're we're we're, we're relying on the we're, we're calling out Holy Spirit, come by, but we weren't led by the Spirit to this place. And he was led by the Spirit to Satan. Correct. To That's me. the other problem. Correct. Because we're thinking if you're oh well if you're gonna lead me it's directly to, to refresh the promised land. Right. Exactly. He right. led him directly, directly to the enemy. To the enemy. <laughs> and and this and, and every time Jesus because he's being because he's being fed by the Spirit and led by the Spirit the Spirit is what comes out of him. Mm. What comes out of Elijah is Amen. soul frustration, uh, ego, self pity, mm. right? That's what. The, but Jesus said every time he's in the same situation in the wilderness. Hungry, tired, thirsty. It is written. 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 Exactly. Matthew four four. Man, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, because he was being led by the Spirit, and therefore he's being fed by the Spirit. When you sow, when you sow into the Spirit, this you will reap the Spirit. When you sow to please the pity party, the pity party will be the thing that you reap. Your situation from I think what's interesting babe is we all can fall into spiritual fatigue right and where our souls trying to get us to a place where it lines up with how we feel but what just kind of as we close just I don't want to leave you there because I think all of us probably can say I, I got it but God got Elijah out of it and he got Elijah out of it by doing two things by doing two things first of all he fed him he fed him Verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord comes and feeds Elijah with bread and water. 
with bread and water. Deep. Bread always symbolizes the word. Yeah. Water is always the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He. What? How, how do we get out of the spiritual fatigue? Man, eating of the bread, being in the water of the Spirit, the, the Word and the Spirit, the Word and the Spirit. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord brought it to him. Now, I believe, D, this is my theology, that every time in the Old Testament we see the angel of the Lord, it is a theophany. It is a picture of pre-incarnate Jesus, right? He was the fourth man in the fire. He is the angel of the Lord, the, the commander of the Lord's uh, host that shows up for Joshua. He shows up for Elijah. And when we meet with Jesus and he gives us the word and he gives us the spirit and we are actually being fed uh, by the spirit and not and not fleeing, not being fled by our, our soul, there, there's a restoration. There is an empowerment. When he was, when he did that, the Bible says he could, he ran for 40 days and 40 nights just off of what God gave him. He was able to overcome just by what Jesus brought. But the restoration part process was twofold. He was fed and then he was led. And he was led to what? Not to a better place, not to a happier situation, not to prosperity and everything that makes it. It never says he was, he was led to a place where Jezebel was not coming after him. Mm. Here's where he was led. He was led to a place to disciple someone else. When we want to get out of our spiritual fatigue, the Bible says in verse 19, he, he, he was led to Elisha, who he discipled, who he poured into, who he took the spirit that was feeding him, and he began to feed that, that other, to disciple. Mm. You and I are not called just to be disciples. We are called to disciple. We are not called just to be better people. We are called to build people. We are not called just to come to church. We are called to be uh, uh, the, the church that disciples people to become part of the house of God. The picture of what God has from Elisha does twice as many miracles as Elisha does. Why? Because here this man is being fed by the Spirit. And then he, take, he feeds the Spirit into himself and into others. And what we sow into, we will reap from. I want to say one thing. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah. I know we're wrapping yeah, it yeah, up. But, yeah. um, it just dawned on me that when you were talking about the angel of the Lord, um, you know, God sent an angel of the Lord to him. And God sent mi- uh, angels to minister to Jesus, Jesus in the wilderness. That's right. And, you know, in my humanity, if I put myself in Jesus' spot, I'd be like, it's great that you want to minister to me, but can you get me out of here? Correct. Right? Like the, he can you chase the devil away like, here? Yeah, I don't yeah. need you to feed me. I don't need yep. you to. Can we just get out of here? And I think that if our whole goal is to release, is to look for that that valve yes. that will release that compounded weight on us, we will miss the ministry, the supernatural ministry that he has, in fact, Amen. brought around our lives. Sometimes you're going to have to look for it, but yes. it is there. And it doesn't always come in the form of relief and removal from a situation Amen. until the due season. Into, absolutely. Until due time. I'm going to end with this verse because it's such an encouraging verse for me, D. In, in Psalm 138, verse 3, it says, when I, uh, In the day when I cried out to you, you yeah. answered me, yeah. and you made me bold by strengthening my soul. There's a boldness, my friends, that cannot be manufactured by just pulling ourselves up by our spiritual bootstraps and trying to be the good Christian. The reason that boldness is absolutely diminishing in us is because that we are trying, we are being run by our soul. 
and not being fed and led by the Spirit. When I cried out to you, you answered me and you made me bold by what? Strengthening my soul. Today, you may find yourself completely in fatigue, Mm -hmm. completely tired, worn out, everything else. I want to pray twice. I want to pray for two different things. Today, maybe you find yourself spiritually fatigued because you've never actually encountered the love of Jesus. You never knew that that he loved you and you could be loved by him. Maybe you grew up like Dee and I did where you had to be the right person and do the right things or the angry God was going to smite you with a stick or a rod. But the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son, Jesus. So whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life through him. Because God did not send Jesus to condemn the world, but because he wanted to save it. He wants to know you. And that's part of this. We're going to pray that prayer. But at the end, I I, I want Dee to pray for this church and to pray for you. If you are spiritually fatigued today, for the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you like never before, to feed you and to lead you. Come on, if you're here today and just want to say yes to Jesus, can you just pray this prayer with me? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you all my life. I've come to give you all my life. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To forgive me and to cleanse me. To forgive me and to cleanse me. To fill me up with your Holy Spirit. To fill me up with your Holy Spirit. To make me your child. To make me your child. I'm choosing today. I'm choosing today. To live for you. To live for you. To be fed by you. To be fed by you. And to be led by you. To be led by you. For your glory. For your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Father, I pray for every believer that has become weary in that well-doing. God, I pray that you would truly begin to transform their ears, the ears of their soul, the ears of their, their emotions and their thoughts and their wills to truly creating space to receive the word of today, God. As much as you bring us comfort and you bring us mercy and you bring us grace, God, you also bring us strength. So, Father, I pray that we would begin to have a rally around our spirit with the truth. Yes. That there would be enough space today for the truth to have a voice. Yes. For your truth to have true strength, God, that we would not just be looking for energy for our soul to endure another day or to change our circumstance, but that we would truly be willing to create enough space so that the voice of truth can bring the ability to endure, God. I pray that you would remind people that there is longevity, there is legacy attached to their decisions, God. I pray, Father, for people who are weary in their workplace, God. There are there are people that just, ha- it's like having whiplash from what life like at, at their workplace was like last year, God. And there's things that have fallen away. There's things that are missing. There's things that can speak to them, God, that they wish were different. And I pray, Lord, that there would be a healing, yes, first and foremost, yes, in that yes, place, yes. God. And that they would have not just renewed strength to endure, not just that kind of humanity, God, but that they would truly have a fresh breath of vision 
for that place, for people that have had that same breakdown in their families and in their friends, God, that there are things that are different this year. Lord, there have been tensions in relationships as a result of people standing in different places on our racialized crisis, on situations with how people view our law enforcement, how people view politics, God. It has created such chasms. And Lord Jesus, instead of just asking for unity, we pray for truth. We pray for us to allow you to create space for truth to come in so that we can live in the truth while we wait for the fruition of that to become our reality God mm. that we would truly be we would be mechanisms of unity God based mm. on truth and not just trying to please one another God yes, but truly Lord. come near to one another in the power of your spirit that your mm. spirit can heal God yes. so I pray now Lord Jesus that people would not just begin to simply feel refreshed at the end of today, but they would really feel realigned with the truth, that there would become a clearing to any fogginess that has set in, that there would become sun where there has been shadow, Father. And I pray, Lord, for a rallying on your people in your name. Amen. 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 Awesome. Hey, church, if you uh, prayed that, that prayer with us today, uh, we have uh, we have uh, books we'd love to send you. Yes. Uh, the Surprise of Your Life, Dee, why don't you tell them really quick? Yep, this is to help you with your walk. To understand that decision and to just see what it can look like in your actual life. This is that book for you. It's called Surprise Breath. It's free. We'll send it to you for free if you send your name and your mailing address to us at the link provided. And this is brand new. This is also from Pastor Rick Campana, Letters to a Gen Zer. Yes. And this walks people, uh, through, I would say, the, the young folk. The young folk. Um, the young folk uh, through that same process. So if you have someone, if you, in fact, are a Gen Zer, then we would love to send this to you for free. That really helps you understand the things of God in a very understandable way. Or if you have a Gen Zer in your life yes. that you would really love to bless, we would love yep. to send this to you as well. Hey guys, and one thing that we really want to ask you to not be fatigued on, which is your giving. Um, because I, it's so right. easy in this day and age, we're coming to the end of the service, right? And people are like, okay, maybe I'll just click it off. Or I'll, no, we cannot grow weary in doing good. Matter of fact, that next verse uh, in Galatians 6, verse 10 actually says, especially in the opportunities to giving into the house of God, the people of faith. This is what God is saying. We cannot grow weary in doing good in making sure that we resource people's lives because we believe uh, that God has given us not only his spirit, but time, resource, our testimony, our talents to be able to keep sowing into people's lives so that people can come to know the hope of Jesus Christ. Your giving makes a difference every time. These books are given away because you give. Yeah. Food is given away because you give, right? Life is given away through this every week because you give. And we recognize we may not be back in person yet. Come on, but you might want to stick around for an announcement next week. I'm just throwing that out there. But your giving matters. Yeah. So there's a link right there that you can give. Continue to give into the household of faith. We're believing for God to do something special and supernatural with your giving. And we're believing that, as, uh, uh, that whatever we sow will reap as well.
And ladies, I want to invite you to be a part of Shoulder to Shoulder this week. Um, the uh, teaching that I did is already out on YouTube, and it's very much in the same lane of understanding, yeah, totally. like, what does it mean for my deliverance? I feel like I need some deliverance right now. It'll absolutely be in that lane. So we ask that you join us this week. We have different shoulder-to-shoulder groups that you can find out more about us, I believe, on Linktree, as well as forged groups right. uh, that are men's discipleship groups in the church. And we also have chat room that Kyle does on Wednesday evenings at here 7. at 7 p.m. And again, more in-depth teaching on the Word. So we pray that you feel resourced. Yes. Um, we pray that you feel equipped. And most of all today, we pray that you feel revived, that your spirit feels revived. We pray that right now that the Lord God Almighty may breathe his breath inside of you, Amen. that he may make your soul bold yes. by strengthening it with his word, his spirit, and his truth. My friends, God loves you, and so do we. Yeah. We can't wait to be with you next week. Uh, grab, hop into a, a Forge group. Hop into a shoulder to shoulder. You don't have to. You don't have to have been in them. Yeah. Hop in now. Become a disciple and make disciples. And we're gonna see God move in a mighty way. I love you, church. We love you, church. We'll see you next week.